I am Bams, and I am your storyteller, and I am joined by my wonderful cast. I'm Jupiter, and I play Missy, the forever teen misunderstood emo Malkavian. Hi, I'm Oz. I play Arthur Subchak, the Nosferatu. <laughs> I'm Tom, and I play Jimmy, the best Toreador from the 80s. And hi, I'm Super Cookie. I am playing Coco. The camera opens up on the food court of the mall, starting first before we see anything with the sound of what 80s song? We built this city. As the song hits into the chorus, it opens, the visuals come on, and we see Jimmy sitting in the food court, just waiting. There's the sound of, uh, well, I guess let me ask Coco, how did Coco get clean and what is she like wearing as she comes down to meet up with Jimmy in the food court? Well, Jimmy said something about going to the bar, so I got dressed like nicer. I have like a more brightly colored kind of shirt on a little bit more high fashion, definitely some heels now. But looking like she's almost on a mission. You plan in fighting in heels? What? I'm not fighting anyone. I need to ask you a question, though. Do you still um, have that flyer? The one that, like, you told me I was famous? Oh. No, I don't think so. I... We had our fight and i didn't pick it back up so someone did damn it art <sighs> check a trash bin there's probably one because i told nick to take a bunch down when he sees them so there might be one in one of those i seriously just got clean could you help me you actually kind of owe it to me to dig through trash Fine. Let's go. Do you really think I should change my shoes, though? Like, I thought this looked cute. Is this, like, too much? We're going out. Yes, we're going to a bar where your mama lives and might have to deal with said mama. She's, like, really tough. I just don't really think that you should, like, fight her. I don't either. But what else are we going to do? She might be there. She likes me. I've been thinking of a plan, so... I don't know, maybe bring some flats in your purse or something? I don't know. Okay, cool. In case you need to run? Trash man. Mm. Jimmy starts digging through some garbage cans. And this is where Missy and Art Find Jimmy when they return to the mall. The 80s music blaring, Jimmy upturned trash cans, looking through them. What are you doing? Coco asked for the poster of Jade, was it? Yeah, I'm famous. Can I, like, have that paper? I I wanted to call my friend. She's probably worried about me. Like I had an epiphany or whatever when I was getting cleaned up. 
I was like, I I really miss her. Do you now? That doesn't sound like a tonight problem, actually. You guys, like, have been saying this for, it feels like, days. Nights. Whatever. Okay, like, if we could just, like, pencil it in, that would be great. Consider it penciled. Do you have her number, Art? Art just looks at Jimmy. I guess it was maybe rhetorical. Yeah. Art, do you like my shoes? Yes. See? Told you. They're fine. Uh, Art, are those good shoes to fight in? You're asking wrong person. I am not fighter. All right. Well, I'm saying they're not good shoes to fight in. I mean... But, like, I'm not fighting anyone, duh. But we're... The plan is we're going to a bar where we might have to fight. So... I mean, I don't know, Jimbo. Those heels, if you take them off and you use them the right way, they can cause some good damage. You know what? Maybe. Ew, I think I saw that on World Star. We see everything on World Star. What's World Star? Don't worry about it. It is after your time. Okay, um... But, uh, yeah, that's a good point. The, uh, those, are they stilettos or? No, they're like, I mean, we're going to like a biker bar, she heard. So they're like black and like kind of little study, like leather situation. Smart heel, I would say, but still like fierce. You know, maybe if they were like a, a stiletto or something, you could use it as a, uh, just like a stabby steak motion. Uh, a steak. Coco, why don't you take it off and uh, hit Jimmy with it a little for a little bit. See what he thinks. <laughs> I'm like so tempted. I mean, it seems like this is something we really need to get straight before we go to this bar. Is Coco's footwear choice. See, I put a lot of thought into it. I'm sorry, okay? Like, I just... And then he made me all, like, uncomfortable. Like, what's the word? Like, second-guessing. And if I had my best friend here, I could bounce these questions off of her. But, like, you'll have to do, miss. (laughs) I just heard fighting in heels wasn't practical. So I brought it up. And now you're just roasting me over the coals about this. Okay. Maybe, maybe I should, um, start cross-dressing and then I can get some, uh, heels going and I can see how useful and difficult it is. You know, I am not one to judge. You do you, as the kids say. Well, there's, we could do like, uh, what is it? I remember in, uh, high school we had this competition where all the jocks would get on stage and the cheerleaders would rate them on who dressed best as a cheerleader. Ew, that sounds like so gross. Yes, school did you go to? You guys didn't have that at your school? This sounds like everything wrong with America. No, it sounds like one of those stupid teen movies. Did everyone cheer at the end? 
Um, yes, actually. Can we just go to the bar or should I just set myself on fire? Just so I can get out of this conversation. No, it sounds like an excellent idea. Let's go. Okay, great. Wait, the fire bit of me being on fire or us going? Um, us going, but if it doesn't happen, the fire thing sounds good too. Cool, okay. All right, Um. so I have an idea. Uh-oh. Let's get in the car. We'll talk about it on the way. To the mobile. To the Ricky mobile. All right, so I may have had a small chat with Sweeple before the Carol thing happened. You what? Um, <clears throat> she just kind of popped up on me, and I may have said some things so she wouldn't kill me. Things like, hey, I'm open to maybe joining the Sabbat if they prove they're useful or able of to do stuff. Like, you know, killing important people like a baron or a sheriff. Or a harpy. You do realize it's things like this that you do that make it very difficult to trust you. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I get that. Okay. But we could use that as, if we see her, as a, hey, you convinced me to convince my coterie that maybe this is about could be good. And we could use that as an in or some sort of leverage. Or something. Does that make sense? I mean, like, they do... She, I mean, she's cool. Vampire mommy, she's kind of cool. Kind of not cool, though, too. I say, like, looking at Missy, like, eyeballs, like, real big. But, like, I get it. I frankly don't think the four of us could take her. I will trust your tactical assessment of the situation. If this is your plan, go forth with the plan. I myself will be invisible because I should not be going into bar in public for obvious reason. Right. I was more of bouncing the idea off of what do you guys think of that idea? Does it seem sound? Do you have other ideas that might be better? I don't think we had any intention of going against her, us versus her. We were looking at art. We were going to find out where she spends the day and then just have somebody firebomb it. Sure, I get that. What if she catches us? Is she going to catch us? I, I, I don't know. I'm thinking of if she does. She's like really smart and strong. And sneaky. She caught me just walking down the street. So she could catch us while we're just walking by her residence. Not if it's in the daytime. Well, tonight we're investigating there, aren't we? Yeah, we're just hanging out at a bar. Yes, and if she's there, she knows what Coco looks like. She knows what I look like. Yeah. So... I'm just trying to set up a contingency so that if it does happen, we have a story to go by. And what's your story you want to tell? We're thinking of joining the Sabbat. We're thinking of joining the Sabbat. Oh, Missy will not like this one. No. <sighs> that, that's the story we tell. 
All we have to tell her is that we've been talking with Cheshire for, what, a week? Well, until he disappeared. That seems to be all we would need to say. Yes, we were talking to your packmate for a week. He was showing us very interesting things. Then you showed up. You murdered high-ranking Camarilla on our property. So we come and say hi, borrow a cup of sugar, you know? Maybe it's just like your accent, but that sounds like really attacky. I would like not say that. Wait, wait, wait. She's the one that, that killed Carol? Yes. Yes. Oh, well, we're, I got I got the story. We're there to buy her a drink as a thank you. Does she drink? I mean, I am behind this plan. Yes. Yeah. I want to shake her hand. I want to buy her a drink and go, thank you. Thank you for ridding the world of that terrible, terrible harpy bitch. <laughs> yeah. That's another way of doing it. That kind of goes in line with what I was saying, because... When I was talking with her, it was to prove that the Sabbat is a threat to the Camarilla. So we can play it that way, too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we have to pledge ourselves to joining the Sabbat. We're not going to pledge ourselves. Uh-huh. There might be the context there when we show up, if she sees us. Again, this is only if she sees us. Only if she sees us, because you previously told her that we wanted to join the Sabbat. So that's why you're telling us now is because you don't want us to find out then what you said before, so you say it now. Yes, opening the channels of communication. Uh-huh. Why is that so confusing? But, like, also, she mentioned her pack, so more than one. Yes, Cheshire's part of her pack, and a few others. I don't know. When we chatted, she said... The rest of her pack is a few days out or something. Um, I don't know how many others there were. I'm coming with ideas so that I don't do something incredibly stupid without people's knowing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Without us around, you said we would wanted to join the Sabbat. And now, in case that comes up later, you're telling us that that's what you said. Yes. Because I would probably be dead if uh, if I didn't say that. I mean, still plenty of other reasons for you to be dead. I mean, you're already dead, but deader. Sorry, final death, whatever. Final death, whatever. All right, so can I go to this bar? Where is it? How much longer we got to ride in this car? Coco's perfume is overpowering. You know, we don't necessarily have body wash. We we don't have to. Anyway, we're here. You guys come up upon a small, separate building, one story. It is on the corner of this little intersection. Looking at it from the outside on just a quick drive by, you can see that it has two entrances. One is a, like a beer to go area and the other one goes into the bar proper. Behind it is a big parking lot that then borders into some of the other businesses around it. It is significantly larger than you would think a, a dive bar like this would be. The front area right around it is 
is nice parking asphalt as lines that are sure faded but are still exist a bit behind that there is gravel on top of dirt that is additional parking with no real indication of where spots are except for the line of parking spot thingies are there just in a line just so it's like okay this is where the sort of differential between places is the other businesses that are attached to it look like some kind of small restaurant and then there's a much more modern and nicer pharmacy looks a little out of place but hey driving around you're going to see a fenced in area in the parking lot next to it next to the bar behind the little restaurant place who is driving is art driving or is jimmy driving jimmy would like to drive if art lets him art will let him drive perhaps it's because you're on the driver's side this time you'll be able to look through slow down a bit and actually see through some of the slats in the fence and you can see what looks like a miniature golf course or something like that that was set up in the back there's a windmill back there it doesn't look like it's been used in years but it's a pretty sizable space that's got things ornamentation of some kind in it you'll obviously see a few cars like two and you will see a bunch of motorcycles you will see one that has very out-of-state plates we're talking like South Carolina. You know, it's been a couple decades since I've played mini putt. Are there any other details that you would like about the situation that you guys find yourself in? Do we see Sveeple? You do not see her outside, no. Does the inside of the bar look busy? Can we see through any windows? If you want to park and get out of the car, I'd, I'd kind of just like, you know, drive around scoping the place out, but... Yeah, if you want to get out and look up to it, I'll be happy to roll some of those hits over. Uh, unless Art has anything. Art has his phone out, and he's got it on the video camera function. He's just kind of looking at it as they go through. Mm-hmm. And he's also going to do his own Cheshire Cat impersonation. And he is going to go sitting invisible at this time. I'll roll a rouse check when I'm ready to move. Cool. But if I don't see anything uh, that should be there, how many of these biker guys with the gang colors do we see? You'll see like four dudes outside. They look like your standard biker dudes. They're wearing similar jackets. They're wearing heavy leather or denim, like riding pants. They all obviously have boots on. You will see them just standing near some of the bikes. You'll see some helmets. You'll see them with beers in hand, cigarettes in the other hand, and just going to be kind of hucking it up and having a good time out here. All right, well, Jimmy's going to pull into a parking space. Easily done. Taking a quick look inside while he heads to the door of the bar. It's not like crazy busy, but there are eight or nine, maybe ten people inside. You do not see people. You can see people at a pool table, a couple people hanging around the pool table while two people play. You see an older woman that's clearly been at this bar for like 
40 years behind the bar. There's a jukebox. It's playing something you don't like. But there's a jukebox. But there's a jukebox. All right. Um, all right, everyone's coming in. Are we taking a look, I guess? You three are. All right. Yeah, Coco looks nervous when she sees the biker guys, but then has confidence that her outfit will get her through. Jimmy's going to brush of life. Yeah, get hungry. How can that go wrong? All right. Get hungry. Yeah, everybody's getting hungry. Uh, Missy, are you also going invisible or are you? No, I'm going to walk in. Coming up to this building, the four guys are going to give you the look up and down. Coco, you're probably overdressed. You know, it's not exactly the kind of fashion that these people are, are rocking with the high heels and stuff. That being said, these four dudes do give a little, not like a loud cat call, but they do leer in your direction. Jimmy, these look like people that would fit into your aesthetic. All right, well, when people are staring at us, Jimmy will just give like a head nod and like, how's it going? The one dude raises his beer to you and then turns back to laugh at something that one of his friends there said. The three of you, Art, are you going inside invisibly? I'm going to go check out that mini golf course because I can just bounce over the fence. Sure. Easily done. We will stick with them for a second. So Jimmy's going to open the door. Ladies first. And I'm going to wave at the biker guys on my way by. You want to get a booth? I'll pick up a picture. Uh, Missy's just going to go sit in the booth. Jimmy, not knowing that Art isn't with him, holds the door open an extra 10 seconds in case Art needs to sneak through. How nice of him. And then walks in, uh, going to the bartender. Uh, what you got on tap? You're going to see three beer taps here. One is, so there's like a Bud, there's a Bud Light, and there's a Pat's Blue Ribbon. Against the one wall, there's a set of refrigerators that the bar comes up to that go through into the other side, into the takeout beer section, so they kind of share storage so that both sides can reach through and grab stuff. And, uh... After pointing to the taps, the lady's like, and, uh, and then we got the, the bottles in the, in the case as so she put, points with her thumb over her shoulder. Uh, just get me a, a pitcher of Bud, I guess. Yeah, sure thing, honey. Grabs a pitcher and starts pouring. Jimmy's going to head over to the jukebox looking for a specific song. What song is Jimmy looking for? Is there eyes without a face? By Billy Idol. Is that the one that you were singing? Yes. Uh, I feel like there has to be then. So he's going to fish through his pocket, grab a nickel, or a quarter, probably. Put it in and pick Eyes Without a Face by Billy Idol. I would normally have said that a quarter's not going to cut it, but this is a piece of shit old jukebox and a piece of shit old bar. So, the quarter will cut it. As the current song comes to an end and the song that you've chosen kicks on, 
the bartender lady comes over to the table that you are sitting at. She has a couple of glasses in one hand, the pitcher in the other. The glasses are not frosted. They are not cold. She puts the pitcher down, puts the three glasses on the table, says, all right, what can I get you? Um, looks around at the other two. I was thinking, like, share a plate of fries. Missy shrugs. Uh, yeah, that's cool. She hangs for a moment as if really that's it. So yeah, yeah, coming right up and walks away from you. Jimmy's going to pour like half glass into the two ladies so that it looks like they're actually drinking something. And then Jimmy takes a full one and starts drinking it. Missy will drink the beer. I will not. No, thank you. It's just like sip. I'm not chugging now, but I'll I'll sip the beer. Yeah. But not like actually swallow and attempt to drink it. Yeah. Yeah. So he'll still just keep it at like half full. So it looks like you're actually drinking it. The camera fades from the three of you and comes up to art or the small crunch of gravel as there's a, a step, another step that's slightly quicker and then nothing for a second until the crunch of two feet hitting gravel on the other side of this fence. And you're on the other side, Art. What do we have here? What you have here is an old mini golf course. There is the windmill, like I had mentioned. There is the other classics. You know, there's the part where if you get it up to the last hole to get a hole in one, and it's got a sign there that says you get a free burger when you when you hit it. It's got a little siren at the top that probably hasn't worked in years. That fake astroturf across the ground. There are a couple of pieces of actual dirt that have a tree that is coming up out of them. There's like three or four of them around here. The concrete around it has begun to be, as roots to trees are prone to do, started to break and buckle and be moved out of the way as nature reclaims this small part of this course. There's a back door to the restaurant, and there's a little ramp that comes down and a set of stairs that comes off of it. What would you like to know as you scope out the back of this place? You said it hasn't been used in some time. Is there any evidence in dirt, scuff marks, anything that suggests that it's been used more recently? There's definitely evidence of activity. You can see cigarette butts. You can see some empty beer bottles. Somebody has been back here. How recently? Hard to say exactly, but you can even find if you go look in the windmill, look underneath of it where there's like an actual hollow space in the middle. There's a a couple of condoms that have been used. Nice. No, there's something about this that isn't quite right. He's got to pull out his phone, camera mode real quick, take a couple of uh, flashless pictures. How familiar do you think that Art is with the disciplines of other clans, in particular their capabilities, especially of, in this case, the Gangrel? He's been studying it up more recently, um, so I put extra dots into a cult. He has a general idea or he had a general idea of the clans and their disciplines, but he started to look 
more into them, especially lately with uh, Coco becoming a gangrel. And he's been focusing mainly right now on Malkavian and gangrel abilities. You will know that there are hitches into evaluating the capabilities of your prey because they are sabat and they have access to significantly more capabilities than one might normally think for their clan. You pause on that for the moment, remembering that Coco has tasted the blood of your clan and of Jimmy's clan. That she might also begin to exhibit abilities that are not standard for a gangrel. Of the gangrel, though, you know that their big thing, their almost unique discipline and capabilities is the protein discipline, the shifting of shapes, be it wholesale or in parts. And one of the things that they can do, or so you've heard, is sink into the earth in addition to taking the shapes of bats and wolves and mist and obviously the claws and stuff you're very familiar with. And do I see some evidence of freshly turned earth around the four trees? You would posit that there is probably enough earth around these trees that you could you could probably slip into. Are they all within sight of the windmill? There's not like other large features back here that are blocking line of sight in that way. Like the windmill's kind of like big in the middle. Sure, but if I was to plant, say, a handshake on the windmill, could I get all four of them off of it, or would I have to plant two? You would probably have to plant two. Because this way you could even not do it necessarily on the windmill. You could put it like up on the corner of the fence over here and the opposite corner of the fence, so you're looking at the whole thing crosswise. We're going to bust out four. You're just going to do the whole thing here. Yep. Because that is what he do, and he has some thoughts about how to make this work. It's not going to be pretty, but it'll do the job. While you tend to that, we'll cut back inside to our lovely older bartender who is coming through the the few people here walking past the people playing pool. She gets slapped on the ass as she goes and she's carrying a plate of hot, greasy fries that she puts down on the table. Just, I'll be over here, honey, if you need anything. Yeah, I'll be sure to shout. Um, thanks. Uh, so looking back to Coco and Missy. I particularly like this song uh, because it's uh, and Jimmy starts talking about why he likes Billy Idol. Oh, so this isn't like a tell them the reason you chose the song, but because Billy Idol. Oh yeah, no. He doesn't actually say. What's the seating arrangement here? Who's on which side? I imagine Jimmy's on one side and the other two are on the other. I think um, Coco is inside and inside the one side and um, Missy's on the end. Like literally my least favorite spot in the booth. I should be sitting like out so that I can mingle and talk to people, but I'm stuck in the fucking corner 
I wouldn't eat those fries if I were you guys. You know what? You know what? Fine. Here. Monsieur, get up. Go. Go mingle. Go see if you can find where she is. If anybody's seen her, go. I actually kind of don't want to. Like, this- Oh, my God. <laughs> you just complained that you were trapped, that you should be mingling. I say go mingle, and now it's, oh, I don't want to. Can you shut the fuck up? Shh, shh, shh. Are you kidding me? Ugh. Why do we take you anywhere? I don't know, but um, do you really think that I would react appropriately if some like old biker guy smacked me like he just smacked that lady? Gross. I mean, I kind of like this place. You would. Your like outfit fits in. Oh, it's, it's like the working man's bar. Come on. I doubt any of these people have a legitimate job. Except for the waitress that's waiting on us. As you guys finish up this conversation and Missy sits back down in the bars, I you know, I see her getting up like, Come on, go, get out and then mm-hmm. settling back in. Missy, can you roll your sense of the scene button? How Missy might respond to seeing people move through that might uh that might be a negative to the situation. Do I realize it's that same person I saw early on that I followed out? Oh yeah. Missy would make just go right to her because that whole experience was still kind of trippy and messed her up a bit and like she didn't know what was real and what wasn't, and that's pretty bad for Missy to be in. So I think she would want to just make a beeline and find out what that person did to her. You guys will watch as Missy goes to sit back in the booth and does that thing that teenagers are prone to do where they just kind of flop down. And as she looks up, her eyes catch on something. And Jimmy, you'll see it as she begins to track something. And then she just gets up from the booth and starts walking through, shouldering past some of these biker guys. You don't see what she is going to. Did did we say something? She is easily offended, but maybe we should go check on, I should go check on her. Uh, yeah. Did I, what did I say? I think it's like the Bon Jovi or something. The what? What, the Bon Jovi's not playing? Whatever, just go. Just walking away. (laughs) Missy, as you're getting closer to her, she sees that you're coming straight for her. She starts to to square up with you until Jimmy and Coco will see Missy stop. Missy, you see her stop right in front of you, and she fades into existence and is just staring down at Missy. Shit, Jimmy gets up. Coco waves. She does not respond to your wave. Missy just sticks a finger out and touches to make sure the person's real. She grabs at your hand to keep you from touching her, but obviously she is now touching you so you can feel that she is real. And just like has you by the wrist and has pulled it away. Her grip is incredibly strong. Jimmy kind of just lightly jogs over and is like, whoa, 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 we're not here to cause trouble. 
Missy's still just staring at her, kind of just confused, just waiting to see if this is all still real. And she'll ask you, are we here? Is this now? Because in the alley at then, it was not real, and I was stuck. Am I stuck here? Her face doesn't move from looking at you, Missy, but you will watch her eyes drift over to Jimmy and then past him to Coco, hang there for a moment, and then come back down to yours. What is this? Is that, no, I asked you a question. Look, we just... We saw your jacket, and that's here. So... We were just coming to chat and be friendly. That's right. I owe you a drink. Snap finger. Bartender, a drink. What do you want to drink? The bartender does not move. Coco, you will see all of the guys in this bar have stopped doing whatever they are doing and are more or less forming a circle around them. I get up from the table. And just, like, try and sexily saunter over to the group. I'm working my fine outfit. These shoes, okay? You have to, like, walk with your feet, if you know what I'm saying. I don't. Isn't that how everyone walks? Everybody walks with their feet? (laughs) No, okay? It's like a model thing. You wouldn't get it. (laughs) You have to do the uh, the horse prancing gait. We're high knees. Yes. Yeah. That. It's okay. fancy steps. Okay. So you can see these shoes. They will save lives. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of pressure on those shoes. Okay. <laughs> hey. So my friends wanted to come see you. You know, like Jimmy really thinks that you're cool. I told Missy all about you. Remember? Like, we were going to hang out and you just disappeared. You didn't even say goodbye. Uh, I I was impressed with your work with Carol. Yes. Yes, that was fantastic work with Carol. We were impressed with your work with Carol. It was wonderful. Wanted to buy you a drink because... Thank you. Just thank you. Still not happy about what you did to me before, but I can overlook that right now because of the Carol thing. I've never seen you before. Hmm? Oh. Well, you got somebody stealing your look. Are the guys around us, are they people or are they kindred? They do not feel like vampires. Not to you. You can see them as your eyes kind of float over them, that they are they are breathing, and that they have other small things that you're starting to pick up on, the way that food moves. Kindred have this habit of not moving, basically. They're able to just not have those minor muscle contractions. Like when you try to stand or hold your hand still, and it just you keep overcorrecting, and your hand starts to shake. I kind of think Kindred don't have to do that, because their muscles don't work like that. When, you know, just kind of focusing on the men and thinking about, you know, prey and food, I just kind of smile at my vampire mommy with like my little baby teeth. 
She lets go of your hand, your wrist, Missy. She says, if you wanted to buy me a drink, who did you bring? Uh, Jimmy was supposed to bring somebody. Jimmy, who'd you bring? You didn't tell me to bring someone. You knew we were coming here. You're the one with the herd. <sighs> I... You know what? You can find out what she would like, and then you can make a call and have somebody show up. Sure. What would you like, people? I'd like to know why three canines have wandered into my my territory. Because they're idiots. Duh. I told them, like, you didn't invite them to hang out with you. It wasn't cool. If you want us to leave, we can. I'm just... Remember the conversation we had a couple nights ago? Where... Proving what your group is capable of? Did you a favor? Yes, you did. You actually, you made my mind considerably clearer. This is what they do. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I've recently discovered we're here to, what's the right term? Like, show that if you need something from someone on the out inside, does that make sense? We can help. He's an idiot. I already told him that you didn't need any help. Like, honestly, we're just here to hang out. I thought that would be cool, right? Like, they're, like, dumb, but they're, like, they mean well, okay? Especially Missy. Like, I don't know. Jimmy sometimes drives me crazy, but, like, you know, he's cool. Missy, you're able to stick your hands into the pockets of your hoodie where your phone is covertly send a text message. Art, as you're finishing putting up your last little handshake, your little electronic spy, you receive a text message from Missy saying that she is in the bar. Art needs to see exactly what's going on. And if he can see from the outside, so much the better. You will be able to. You'll come over to the bar, look through the windows. You will see people sort of squared off with Missy, Jimmy, and Coco standing around. And all of the mortals in the bar are encircled upon them. What about the mortals outside of the bar? They are still there. They do not seem as jovial as they were. They seem to have serious up a little bit and one of them you can see is leaning back and is looking through the window keeping an eye on what's going on inside well that'll have to do you said that there were bottles and stuff in the uh, mini golf course mm-hmm. uh, we're going to grab a couple of those easily done and knowing what I know about motorcycles Ari's going to saunter over to the motorcycle that is furthest away from the living that are outside. And he's going to split the fuel line so he can fill himself a couple of bottles. Oh. Yep. Okay. That is easily something that you can do. It'll take you a couple of moments. 
great. And we're going to get some cloth into those bottles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can tell, and everybody listening, I hope, can tell at this point what my intent is. That seems like a great place to pick up next time. We are two for two for Craig on March 31st, 2021. Uh, I should have come up with a, a witty saying or something for this. How can we be witty when the content is so heavy? I mean, no joke. I was a little worried because everybody seemed kind of dad, uh, kind of down about the the way that that one just ended. Not not so much. I, I and Art both are lost in thought about how to spin this. There are a lot of ways that it can go. There are indeed. The camera opens up on the food court of the mall, starting first before we see anything with the sound of what 80s song? Shit, I didn't think. God damn it, I'm the worst. It's true. Blitzkrieg, Bob. We built this city. Nice. Uh. Yes, Cheshire's part of her pack, and a few others. I don't know. When we chatted, she said the rest of her pack is a few days out or something. Um, I don't know how many others there were. I don't think she said that they were a few days. I think she said they were. They would be by like eventually, like a foreshadowing thing. I yeah. Well, Jimmy, it's Jimmy doesn't know. And I know the full name of the pack, right? You know the names of everybody that is in, yeah. and I'm currently looking for yeah. the thing where I have that written down. Yeah, yeah. He told me all about the pack. Okay. That is easily something that you can do. It'll take you a couple of moments. Great. And we're going to get some cloth into those bottles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he is going to, uh, we're going to do two things here because this is a lot of fun and I've had all of these prepared since earlier this evening. So you can tell, and everybody listening, I hope can tell at this point what my intent is. Art is going to pull Roach's gun. He's going to fire three or four times through the glass window. And then he's going to start chalking those Molotovs. And then he's going to run for his unlife because Rotrek. That seems like a great place to pick up next time. Hooray! <laughs> That's going to get real fucking complicated. Hooray! <laughs> Boom booms! I realize I should also send a text, but uh, yeah, we'll have to do that as well. Send a text to Raven saying that uh, she's been spotted, taking care of it. This Vampire of the Masquerade Chronicle is a non-official, fan-created work by the Without a Net podcast. 
Portions of the materials used in this actual play are the copyrights and trademarks of Paradox Interactive AB and are used with their permission. All rights are reserved. For any further information in those regards, or maybe upcoming releases, eh? You can find them at worldofdarkness.com.